previously on the Arius Adventures, had arrived to the city of Kern Boldar, which is the capital of Ukraine, one of the smaller of the Dwarven Kingdoms. <laughs> yes, this is quite a uh, decent-sized tavern. There's probably about 50 people just in this main room right now. Bless. Uh, Saying yeah. the name, this is a fucking hotel. Manny will walk to the front area to try to pay for rooms. Okay. Uh, are the rest of you still staying huddled over by the fireplace for now? I go with Manny. I'm his muscle. You're his muscle. Uh, as, as you and Manny approach the counter where you see this very, like, red-headed dwarven woman. Hi, can I help you, lads? Yes. We are looking for some rooms and possibly some warmer clothes. What are you doing? I'm gonna go talk to that guy. Look at us. Look at where we are. Everybody's gonna think we're weird. I would message people. We don't know how much time has gone by, Mandy. That is true. true. That's very true. So... Let's do the group in Vivandi first. Hey, Fiora, Manny here. Um, some crazy stuff. We're in Kern Boulder, and we don't really know how much time has passed since we left you. Message back. Manny? Where the fuck? Where? What happened to you guys? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We thought you guys were dead. It's been like four years. Oh, what? my God. Uh... Oh. He opens his eyes. Ah. Fuck. Um. What? Okay, good thing we're all sitting. So, we've been gone for four years. What? What? <laughs> I, I joined too because it sounds fun. What? Yeah, Manny sends a message to Kevis. Hey, cat, it's Manny. I know it's been a while. Just checking in and seeing how you're doing. How's Fitzpark? I know it's late. Manny? Uh, you too. I'm so glad you're back from wherever. And Manny's final message is, see you soon. And it fades away. And that is where we'll call it for now. When we last left off, you guys had arrived to the capital city of Kern Boulder within the Dwarven Kingdom of Ukraine. That's where you ended up after bidding farewell to Nim and his kobolds. And after getting out of the freezing cold and getting warm for the night in the, what was it, the Salty Mermaid? I believe is the name of the something like that. Yeah. Something like the... that. Yeah. <laughs> is the name of the tavern and everything. You guys uh got some warm clothes and some food and a couple of rooms to bed down for the night. Made a plan and I believe your guys' plan was to seek out a wizard named Fitzwick the Brown. And you had learned from the innkeeper's son that Fitzwick is the queen's wizard. 
And I believe there was a plan to possibly try and get an audience at the court the following day. Yeah, that was the plan. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I guess whenever you guys are ready, we'll just jump right in and pick up with that. So what are you guys doing when you wake up? Uh, probably get breakfast and stuff as per norm. Yeah. yeah. Gather Rasheen's... all together. Yeah. All right. Uh, Roisin, uh, when you wake up, because you were sharing a room with Garrus, correct? I think so, yeah. All right. You notice that Garrus is not in the room, but you do see a note left next to you on the nightstand. You will pick up the note. Alrighty. Um, I can't read. <laughs> Fair enough. So, <laughs> she's gonna, um, put on her cloak and mask and stuff and take them out and go look for the others and some breakfast. Okay, so when you come out, who else is coming out of their rooms that morning? Manny would be. All right. So Aaron would also be up bright and early. All right. So Roisin, you step out and you see the others just uh, beginning to come out of their rooms as well. Morning, Roisin. Good morning. Morning, y'all. Um, How did everyone sleep? I know it was a kind of a busy night. That's super good. I was real tired. <laughs> um, I'm the kind of tired that sleep won't fix. Maybe coffee? Fair enough. Yeah, coffee will help. Sugar. Uh, Mr. Garris wasn't there? What? Um, yeah, I don't know where he went. He was there when, when there's nighttime, but... I he's not there anymore. Um, but I found this note, and she she holds up the note with just like a bright smile. She's like, I couldn't really read it. <laughs> so, uh, all right, here, let me see. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I try to get everyone together. Got great uh, listeners open. on the team. Yeah, <laughs> she thinks that he's disappointed that she can't read it. He's disappointed that Gary's leaving. Uh, you can go ahead and read it. What's up, boy? Cool cat. It's me, Garris. I doubt that's what <laughs> it says. It just says went shopping. He'll be back soon. Mm. <sighs> we have things to do. What the heck? And part of it is for him, too. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he probably needed to stock up on... Well, no, he shouldn't have had to stock up on candles. He's got, like, a whole when fucking I, yeah. crate. The hell can he use? Uh, so, uh, what y'all want to do today? We got to go see the queen, I guess? Which is probably not going to be very easy. Oh, about you guys. But... I need to go home. Oh. Okay. I don't know if you remember, but uh, I haven't been able to sleep since learning that we've been gone for four years. 
I don't know about you guys, but that's a little, uh, perturbing on my part, at the very least. So, yeah? Well, if you need to get home, I can send you home. Just like that? Just like that. Teleportation magic is very easy. And I have a connection to the Raven Council. But it's up to you. I'll help you guys finish up here, but I need to get back. Four years away from the pit. It sounds like your son's taking good care of everything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't expect me to be gone for four years. That's the problem. They gotta fly sometime. No, they don't. Not when I'm his commanding officer. <laughs> we also need to get back. So, yeah. if we deal with this and get some answers, then we can head back to Vivandi. Yeah, we can go back together. For sure. I think that'll work. Rosine seems very happy. Uh, the idea is very not even yet. Baron definitely doesn't look like he slept either. He's he's in a way. Oh, he's having buddy. a time. <laughs> so how how so how do we do this? Yeah, <laughs> I guess we could just talk to someone. Go up to the castle. But where is the castle? I don't even know this place. <laughs> You want me to make a scene? Usually guards no. come when I make a scene. No, let's not do that. Let's just, but but we can ask some guards. I'm sure they know where some areas of interest are. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll go out and uh, find some guards and ask some directions of where the castle is, maybe some points of interest. Alrighty. Uh, so you're setting out from the tavern? Yes. Okay. So uh, as you guys uh, set out, um, you find that, you know, the town's already pretty bustling and busy for the morning. Uh, lots, again, a lot more dwarves around here, but you do see, like, some wood elf folk, a few humans here and there. You also do see Nekogen out and about. Um, surprisingly enough, though, and this probably is more of a surprise to uh, Manny and General, but they're not wearing collars here, which, as far as the two of you knew, in all of the Dwarven Kingdoms, Nekogen are enslaved. And they're supposed to be bound in collars. Yet you see Nekogen going about business just alongside everybody else here. It certainly Man, is very strange. happy about that. <laughs> so two different reactions. <laughs> I said it's strange, not that it's bad. Farron just isn't used to that type of right. thing. Right, right. Um, so yeah, 
I don't think Manny would show like smiles or anything, but he would like feel really good about it inside and just feel like there's hope still in the world. Mm -hmm. So um, as you guys are making your way down the street, you pass uh, some vendors and shops and you come to like a, a market square area and you do in fact see like a couple of guard uh, dwarven guards who appear to be on patrol at the moment that you can go up and talk to. Uh, yeah, I'll walk up. All right. Good evening uh, or good day. <laughs> Actually, uh, we're new in town and we would like to know where the castle is and some other points of interest, maybe. Uh, one of the dwarves is uh, a woman with braided blonde hair and everything and kind of like a shaved side uh, on like her right side is like shaved and everything. She's got like a tattoo on her face. She looks at you and she's like, hi, good morning to you. You're looking for the castle. Um, if you just go right up the main street there, you're going to follow that one and it's going to take you straight to the castle. Are you looking to petition or 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 something like that? Uh, we're just here to see the queen for an important matter. Oh, there's right. been some rumors that maybe come troublesome. Oh, my. Well, yeah, if you're looking for the castle, then, like I said, just right up this main road here will take you straight up to the castle. All right. And the the folks up there, uh, guards and whatnot and staff there will point you in the right direction of the uh, the court and all that. All right. Thank you. You've been very helpful. I have yourself a good day. Welcome to the capital. You too. She like tips her. Yeah, she tips yeah. her helmet at you before her and her partner continue on their patrol. <laughs> they kind of give Tagoro like an uneasy but polite hello as well. You get the idea like they don't see a lot of orcs up here. I hate babies. I don't think oh, that's God. what you want to go around saying, stupid. <laughs> I don't think that's what you should say. Every time like Manny talks, I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and then I do the like shaking my head, laughing like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." <laughs> All right. So. All right. Yeah. So All right. we'll start walking up Main Street. All right. What do we want to do to try to get the Queen's attention, like to pick us? Yeah. I was kind of thinking about just kind of being blunt about it. Being like, oh, have we got a story for you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Eagle we could sing demons. a song. Sing a song? Oh. Maybe. I said all the stories. Uh, I was just trying to think of saying the truth and hoping that works. Oh yeah, that's good too. We'll save the song for later. Yeah, we need like a lot of work on that, and <laughs> let's let's face it, Garrus is the linchpin on that plan. Yeah, he's our base. <laughs> important to have base. Uh, yeah. But she nods as if she understands. She does not. 
All right. Uh, Baron, do you have anything to offer here as they're talking and walking? Not really. Fair enough. All righty. So to be she real got... honest, why are we here again? God. <laughs> to warn the castle about Drachna and... Gotcha. And... And also hopefully help Mr. Garrus. Runithalith. And maybe Excuse you. talk about the Lich. Gotcha, and okay. Morte. And also, uh, Io got, the White Tower got destroyed. What? Yeah, that. Io got kidnapped. And... Oh, and that. Yeah. And hopefully maybe the Brown Wizard can help us yeah. find Io. Yeah. Brown. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, we have a lot to kind of present. You know, we have a lost important friend that we need to find. We, you know, evil liches coming to attack cities potentially soon. You know. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, I would say so. See, Mr. Farron, helping us is like helping out the world. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say that. If fine. you don't help us, then there's no jail to go back to and run. <laughs> Damn. I mean, he's not wrong. No, yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's really not. <laughs> not wrong, but that doesn't mean I gotta be happy about it. <laughs> I mean, it's been four years, so I mean, if it's uh, still standing after by four now. years, uh, four I years, like man. it's pretty stable. <laughs> And they had your funeral. <laughs> I'm sure it was beautiful. The funeral I was... I'm sure it was beautiful. You fireworks. fucking assholes okay, are not I'm helping. sorry. Alright, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> Some Maybe. say I, I'm special in the head. I just... I think. could tell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> just right. kidding. That means good Bad things. Right. <laughs> oh, buddy. Buddy. All right. So you all people. <laughs> all right. So you guys make your way down this main street and continue your way, passing more shops and businesses and stuff. Again, uh, you also start to see along the way with like more patrols and guards and stuff. Not just dwarves, but you also see an integration of again. A few Nekogen here and there within the ranks of the guards as well. Again, like something that you guys are, it's a positive welcome surprise for you guys. Just not something you were expecting off based off of, you know, what you know of the Dwarven kingdoms and their customs, especially with the High Kingdom of Thalarang and their treatment of Nekogen especially. Um, but yeah, uh, this seems to be like a pretty nice little capital. Uh, the path seems to start to slope upwards a bit as you continue. Uh, like this city is built kind of like on a rising peak or on a rising seaside cliff. And you come to the top where there is a, like a traditional kind of like craggy seaside castle. 
and there's uh, gates that are opened. You see people coming in and out, wagons and stuff. There's guards who are, um, you know, helping to direct stuff. There's also people wearing the palace livery uh, of colors of this dark red and gold emblems of a great axe and fist is what you see are the the standards that are on the banners and everything so you quickly find an attendant who's able to help you guys on your way and I assume you let them know why you're here we do alright and how is it you're presenting yourselves exactly like who's going to be your party spokesperson I'm going to vote not me I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So what's your pitch? What's the what's the way you're getting access here? So uh, who am I talking to first? I'll paint the scene a little bit. Like, am I talking to just some random? So oh. you are eventually directed to a waiting hall by the guards. And um, you guys find yourself in a hall with like, around a couple of dozen other people who are also looking to gain access to uh, the Hall of Petitions where they can meet with like the Queen or other core officials for this and that with running the kingdom and stuff. So uh, this is kind of where like you guys are filtered. <laughs> you know, we're like, alright, is this like stuff that's really important and impressing or is this just like Karen of the day wants to speak to the manager type right stuff. okay okay oh so, yeah yeah so you are you find yourself in front of a older dwarven gentleman with gray uh with a gray beard and dark eyes and he's wearing again like red official robes and stuff and he's got like a, a a clipboard of some sorts like a quill and a, a parchment of paper on this clipboard and he looks to you, he's got big bushy brows and everything uh, how can I help you folk today? Uh, I assume you're all in a party together of some sorts? We are um, yeah. we are the Ram Pack hello all right. and uh, uh, hello. Manny is definitely rocking the um, uh, Raven med Metal. Okay. It's like presented You're there. Whipping that out. Yeah, it's already like pinned to his uh, collar of his jacket. <laughs> you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Classy, classy. We represent Vivandi, uh, the Raven Council, and we have come to get audience with the Queen. Oh, all uh, right. And possibly Fitzwick. Oh, okay. Round wizard. All right. I see. I see. I. I. All right. All right. You see, writing stuff down, making notes here and there. Uh, yes, we are here of importance because there could be an attack on multiple capitals. And also, we are looking for an entity known as Io. Okay, I'm not quite sure about that one. That's... Oh, 
I... Okay. Big white ball, glowing blue. You'll see it. Right. Um, yes, Trixie Copperbranch sent us as well. Just saying. Oh, okay. All right. I am Trixie Copperbranch. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I have you and your party down on the list, and I will take this into the courts and... If you wouldn't mind just being patient with us, uh, you should hear your name called out in uh, uh, in just a little while as we get things started and 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 processed. All right? Yeah, sure. That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for your patience, and we will be with you shortly. And with that, he gives like a polite bow before heading off and you see like other attendants are still talking to like others here at you know in the same room different like individuals or small groups just like yours and stuff so yeah okay okay so our name's in the pool yeah yeah that's right for us to get up in the pool (laughs) I don't know I guess we'll wait a few minutes So, so are you guys going to patiently wait, or are you wanting to see if you can maybe talk to the other groups and try and work your way up the list? No, I think I think we can be patient for a few. <laughs> okay, all right. I just, <laughs> just making sure. Didn't know what your guys is playing, like how anxious we are to. <laughs> I feel like trying to push our way up the ranks could result. In bad, <laughs> right? Yeah, true. I assume there is coloring books in crayons. Uh, actually, no. Um, there's <laughs> just chair. Oh God! Did somebody bring juice boxes for him? <laughs> yeah, is there any food? Uh, How does he survive? There's like, there's like beef jerky or something. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. As long as I have something, to, my blood sugar gets low. And, oh my God. <laughs> just ate. Again, my blood sugar gets low. And, He's a growing boy. Oh, my God. So, anyways. <laughs> Jesus. So... After, like, after, like, ten minutes, Manny will check to see if everything's moving along steadily or if it's, so... like... Kind yeah. of taking a while. After about ten minutes, you see like maybe two or three individuals get called, but it does look like this is one of those like they don't rush people through. Like they do take their time, but people do progress. And uh, after about ten minutes, when maybe you start feeling a bit anxious, Tagoro looks like I don't know he's gonna faint or something because he doesn't have snackies or whatever. Uh, <laughs> You guys do hear your name called forward. Uh, would the Ram Pack Party please step forward? Nice. That's us. That's right. us. Fine. Let's go. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Oh. <laughs> Ten minutes. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. So you guys are called forward. <laughs> you guys are called forward. And another attendant, this one dressed in like dark blue robes. He looks to be uh, a half elf and 
he kind of like arches a brow at your motley group and before he just kind of nods and begins leading the way down this like long thick carpeted hall and uh, he explains that you will in fact be meeting with uh, Wizard Fitzwick and the Queen Lesra Uprain. Alright, thank you. We'll be right back with the rest of the episode after a quick break. Greetings, adventurers. It's your community innkeeper, Wander, here to talk about our sponsors. First off is our longtime friends over at Awesome Dice. They've got you covered for all your dice and dice accessory needs. From metal and gemstone to their specialty dice, you can easily find the right set to give you the advantage on your next game session. Make sure to visit AwesomeDice.com to use the special discount code ADVANTAGE10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Add some more dice to your collection with Awesome Dice today and gain the advantage in all your roles. Next up are our other long-term friends from Elderwood Academy. They have all you need to add to your D&D gaming experience. They create these beautiful hex chests, dice boxes, dice trays, and towers, and many more unique products in their store, including their catapults. You can find all their epic accessories and more at elderwoodacademy.com. Go check them out and look at all the great products. Get your dice catapult today and let them know we sent you. Lastly, we want to thank our awesome patrons for their support to the show. I want to give a special thank you to Not That Chris Brown, who took a punch from a silverback gorilla and broke all of its fingers. I'm Fantastic, who doesn't wear steel-toed boots because he already has steel toes. Kyle, who can crack a single leg between his biceps, both of them. And Toby Scott, who eats bronze and shits copper. Your support helps us continue to make the show and brings more shenanigans and fun for each of you. So keep it coming. If you want to get in on the extra advantage, check out our three tiers on Patreon for all the exclusive perks to the show, including early episode releases and our bonus campaign, The Repscallions, starring me, featuring a new group of adventurers still starring me. And don't forget to check us out all over social media like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube looking us up at Party Advantage. As always, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date with all our latest episodes and announcements. Lastly, don't forget to check out our website, PartyAdvantagePod.com. You'll find all our seasons and bonus episodes, and check out all our content there as well. And with that all wrapped up, let's get back to the show. So... As you guys are led, you finally step out into this hall and it is tall, like carved wooden beams that have gold and red. And you also see like richly woven tapestries of different sceneries of like ships going across like these icy cold seas. Very, you think kind of like Nordic Viking type uh, scenery and also kind of like that braiding and embroidery type look as you step in. Before you guys on a slightly raised dais you see 
a dwarven woman with with like a, a reddish gold hair and it's braided over her shoulder and she's wearing a dark gold crown with uh red stone set in, into it and she's got these piercing green eyes as she watches you and at her side you see a young man with similar features uh, as hers and he looks to have the start of a dwarven beard not quite long and braided as many others but it's getting there sitting on her left and then standing at her right is an old gnome man and he's wearing kind of purplish robes and has a staff, a brown staff, as he watches you guys approach. And the attendant leads you guys up. He bows before the queen and he addresses, Your Majesty, I present before you, freshly arrived from the Raven Council in Vivendi, the Ram Pack. And he steps aside and looks to you. May I present... Queen Lesra, you praying, and heir to the throne, Gerdin, you praying, and wizard to the crown, Fitzwick. Many bows. Sheen, Sheen gives a friendly, excited weave before remembering Mrs. Royalty and she should bow, and then she bows. <laughs> but it's not like a super deep bow because this is not his look for his royalty so you know there he's not mm -hmm. supplicating to them so so uh you know what i'm trying to say fuck it yes yeah 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 <laughs> we i got you yeah we get you the were you talking said i bow oh okay <laughs> uh she looks to you all and uh she has like a really rich almost honeyed voice as she addresses you. Welcome to Ukraine. This is an honor to meet you all, especially those so esteemed by the Raven Council. Welcome. You? You were referred by... Was it Copper Branch? Well, her and probably most of the others as well. I see. We've kind of been through the ringer. Um, That's a word for it. <laughs> we been kind of out of Arius for four years. Alright. We're just returning back from another dimension and well, don't we have some stories to tell you? And Manny will start to unfold about Io and the White Tower. And uh, Crowley being at this other dimension. All right. Uh, we help. <laughs> but we did help <laughs> as best we could. Well, that's good. <laughs> there was a lot of dangerous weapons that we've never really seen or dealt with. And I have a strong friend, as you can see. But just one hit almost took out him. And Oh my god, it hurt so much. And let me tell you, he can take a hit. I've killed a dragon. Oh yeah, and there's that too. We've or two. Dragons. Killed two, adopted one. 
At the mention of dragons, you see both dwarves kind of glance over to Fitzwig, and a look kind of passes across his face, but he kind of checks himself, and he goes back to this kind of like neutral-looking expression where he's just more like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go on, go on, continue. We've come for guidance and warn you all about this lich, about these enemies, and that we're going to stop these guys, or at least do our best. And we may need support. And how can you praying be of service to you lot? We're a relatively small kingdom out of the dwarven ones and not many would especially from outside would come and seek any sort of alliance from us I mean it's always better for more people to stick together isn't it aye we could try to be the bridge maybe to connect you guys somehow The more kingdoms that come together, the better. Because we can all protect each other. Right? Honestly, we need to find Io. That's kind of first priority. And if we find Io, we can get more answers. Well, I don't know much about Io and the White Tower, though... Fitzwick, this would be... More your area, I. Fitzwick finally, after listening and taking this all in, he kind of lets out a, a bit of a sigh, and his shoulders sag a bit, and he steps forward and looks to you, Manny. Are you telling me, boy, the White Tower is truly destroyed? I was inside of it when it fell. Yes, it is destroyed. Unfortunately. And Io is gone. And these strong enemies have her. Then all the work of Voltanus and the others is is lost. (sighs) Not all. I show him the pocket watch, the rapier, Tigoro's axe. Uh, when you guys, when you show him those items, uh, Tigoro, and if you show off your axe, like, you guys can make insight check. Like, all of you can make insight checks if you want. Mm-hmm. Bye, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> 17. Ooh. 4, 17. Tagoro, what'd you get? It's rolling. Ooh, nat 20 minus 1. Alright. Uh, Farron? 15. Alright. That still passes. So, the look that it's not lost on any of you guys. There's, without a doubt, he recognizes these as though he is very familiar with them, as if 
these are like he has seen them firsthand. Like these aren't just like, oh, ancient artifacts that have been, you know, written or or held or you know kept safe. Like these look like like the look on his face. He he reckon like looking at old friends. Hmm. We've protected them with our lives, and we'll continue to do so. So we'll need help again. For starters, my friend Garrus, he's not with us, but he needs help getting this cursed armor off. And when we're in different realities or times, it alternates and we can remove it. So we were wondering if anyone knew anything like that. Hmm. Cursed armor, I see. I'm I might be able to help with such a thing. I've I've seen such a a curse done before. Uh he turns to the queen and the prince. My lady, if you would not mind, I'd I'd like to speak to these people within my tower, if that is all right. And she gives a bow of her head, of course, Fitzwick. Uh, please go ahead. And and if there's anything else that, you know. Ukraine and myself and my son may do to aid the Raven Council and and you lot, please. Your our throne, our our home, and our kingdom is welcome to you. Thank you, Your Majesty. And you. Manny bows and Manny. follows Manny. the brown wizard. <laughs> what, Manny? What? We should ask for a room to stay here. We, we have a room. We have rooms. Yeah, but these are going to be nicer. <laughs> Look, let's not be greedy. Let's have what are good. Come on. It's like the good old days. Well, what fancy food? How about if we eat here and then sleep in this? <laughs> <laughs> or I twist my leg and make it seem like a lawsuit. Wow. Wow. That is terrible. Okay, never mind. Right, let's go talk to the wizard. <laughs> Yeah, we'll go talk to the wizard. We'll go follow. All right. So uh, Fitzwick leads you guys down a different hallway, and he seems really quiet uh, as as uh, he leads the way. And you go down a couple of side passages and then begin ascending up a flight of stairs that kind of seem to spiral up a staircase of sorts. And the whole time, he just seems really, really quiet and lost in thought. Unless anyone wants to address him or amongst yourselves. Rasheen just, like, very quietly hums a happy little tune as they go. <laughs> She's very happy. People here seem very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Many will just kind of follow with intent. Fair enough. Baron is lost in his own sauce right now. Fair enough. <laughs> He's not dealt with something like this before, man. He's <laughs> prison warden, and now this shit. Now you're on an adventure. So, uh, 
<clears throat> finally you guys reach a uh, a large wooden door and you see there's like this um griffin head on the front of it that seems to be made out of brass and bronze and Fitzwick brings his staff up and he speaks in a really guttural language as his staff taps on the nose and the griffin's head seems to growl and come to life a moment and blinks and replies back in that same kind of like guttural language and they have this exchange before the door groans and opens for you all. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> as, as they go in, uh, Roshin says thank you to the door. Because obviously someone sent you. She just like gives a little wave as they pass through the door. We just like, thank you. You see the, the griffin's uh, eyes blink down at you before it like replies back to you in its language and uh, it slowly seems to transform back into just a plain uh, brass symbol that it was. So cool. Uh, when you guys step inside, you find a room filled with books and multiple tables with scrolls with quills and ink and writing all over the place uh stones you see so many different versions of maps of arius uh one being a more recent one you guys are familiar with you see some that are marked first age second age the war the Underdark War, you see um, lists of different pantheons and gods from the uh, Dwarven Paragons to the Divine to the Feywild to the Darkspawn. I mean, like, this place has everything. You see a large font with water in it that seems to be some sort of scrying font of sorts you see a large ball on a pedestal made out of crystal you see uh, a desk with a large tome on it that appears to have a quill currently writing on its own minutes and notes of sorts and uh, Fitzwick goes and sets his staff near that desk and then he turns and looks to you all and you see the wrinkles around his eyes look very very wizened and old like he has seen so much over his life and he looks up to you all and he begins speaking again I there is a lot to take in with what you've all had to say especially with the news of the White Tower and, and Io. I find that very, very troubling, especially if, if Darkspawn are involved. I, I had hoped that such matters had been dealt with long ago, but it would appear no matter what, darkness continues to push to resurface. I am familiar with 
I, I knew the original members of the Raven Council, and and I I knew of Io after the fact, and 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 such, and and its importance, and and Voltanus had had confided in in me and only one other of of its importance, and. That, that the White Tower has been destroyed and that Io has been taken can only be meaning one thing, that there is a bigger things at play, that perhaps they're trying to corrupt Arius and the world itself and a ploy to destroy all life in an effort to bring Alt-Retina, the true Alt-Retina, forth. Hmm. Doesn't sound very good. No, it doesn't. So, do you think you can find her? Io? I can very much work hard and try, but you have to understand, if she's been missing four years, then there are only so few places left on Earth here to search for her, and I fear that we may have to think outside of the living realm in searching for her. Well, we... that sounds super manageable. <laughs> I, I will not lie to you, sir, that it, it is it is a task not for the faint of heart. So if if there was ever a time to back out now, that probably would be now <laughs> while, while you still can and, and leave this task to those maybe more brave and stupid to take it on. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You mean not this world? Like you mean like the dead world? Perhaps I'm not lying to you. Perhaps yes, uh, the the realm of the dark spawn, maybe even that of 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 the Raven Queen, or or oh, she's super nice. I'm sorry. What? Oh, her workers are nice. At least one of them was. Is he okay? I, I think so. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Listen, saying um, we can get the dwarf dude on the Raven Council. He knows how to talk. You speak of necromancy. Anyway, um, so back to the topic. If we can't, can we try to locate her or no? Is that a possibility? We we can, we can. Just, I'm I'm warning you, it's not an easy matter of casting scry and seeing what can happen. Uh, casting a net such as this may bring forth something we don't wish to snag. I mean, there's still a chance that we could find Isle instead. And You're very right, my dear. Most important, right? You're very right. Well, oh, all right. 
Um, Is there anything that we can do to help? Well, hmm. Nobody would happen to have maybe like a little jar of, I don't know, darkness or undead energy on them, would they? Darkness or undead energy? Mm. Well, um. Rosie kind of like fiddles with her fingers and she's like, um, not exactly. I mean, that's not um, really easy to come across there, Fitzwick. Well, you think? But, and she, but Rosine does take off her mask and lower her uh, her hood, kind of shyly twiddles, and she's like, "Ah, ah. I see. <laughs> yes, okay, Clemente. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At least that's, that's what Miss Kiva said. Miss Kiva. Hmm." You speak of of the blind witch out in the swamps? Yeah, we met her. She was really nice. Yeah, we she's very nice. Yeah. She's she she told us about you, didn't she? Yeah, and Copper Branch. <laughs> We've been trying to find out answers and get some help to change Roisin and help our friend Garrus. And now Io. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a you know. I see. Well, yes, I'm I'm familiar with both Copper Branch and and the Witch, uh, both very talented when it comes to the art of wards and curses and and such. Um, but but yes, uh, I could draw a little bit from your essence, my dear, and use that as maybe a little bit of a of a harn of a focus, if if it, so to speak, and. See if I can at least use that as a way to maybe point us in a more clear direction, yes? Into finding Io. The, yeah. the thing we will need, though, is to also find a way to restore her and, and find a way to restore the White Tower. It was a place that contained her and kept her safe. Uh, Io herself is... How to describe... She is a living essence of the creator of this world. Well, shit, okay. So it's like a god. Yes. <laughs> cool. And if she gets corrupted, our world gets corrupted. And that could go bad if fallen into the hands of the Darkspawn especially some of the worst of them. And they've had her for four years. Cool. <laughs> this is great. Can still fix it. Well, if it's been four years and we're all still alive, then that means they haven't succeeded yet. So, that means we still have time. We just don't know how much. Yeah. But yeah, if I can help, I'm all, I'm happy to help however I can. This is super important, and Messiah was really nice. And I hope that she's not hurt or anything. 
I hope so too, dear. Um, well, if, if you if you step over here with me, and he gestures to the large font with the water in it, um, as he steps over there, you see he takes out like this silver dagger, and it has like a head of a dragon on it. Rose is slightly nervous, but she doesn't say anything. She's like, okay. Anybody else gonna say anything? Stranger um, takes out a, a knife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this isn't gonna hurt her, right? She's gonna be okay. I need but just a little nick from her, and that is it. Okay. I'll be authentic to heal. <laughs> Very well. Uh, look, and you see he takes the dagger and quickly uh, drags it across his own hand, and you see it turn like a bright red, and it has almost like a golden shimmer to it, and he holds Whoa. it over the font, and Ooh. it drips into the font and begins to glow, and once it touches the water, you see it... Uh, changes the water's color from red to gold to brown to gold again. And then he holds his hand out for yours. I promise yeah. I will be very gentle and quick, my dear. And she kind of gives like a somewhat That's nervous, true, like half smile. <laughs> oh, damn it, Adam. And she says, It's okay. If it helps people, I'll be all right. Besides, I've died before. It can't be as bad as that. <laughs> she holds out her hand. <laughs> you feel just like a really light scratch and prick across your hand. And what does it look like when you bleed, Roisin? It is... Sort of like a dark, inky black. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, the streaks on, on her face. Alright. Um, yeah. Like a, like a dark, yeah, inky sort of color. So like what Adam just posted. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Maybe it's like a, like a hint of like little blue shimmer. Like very, very faint. Like nice. the color of her mana. Alrighty. So, uh, again, just really light, and it's just like, it, it hurts, but just for a moment, and Manny's right there next to you with the healing spell, and you see it sinks, like, your blood drips into the water as well, and the gold seems to quickly try to wrap itself around it and mixes with the black and the faint blue aura, and... The water begins to ripple, almost like pebbles or raindrops are being dropped into it. And the black begins to scatter and spread almost in a smoky manner across the surface of it. And he begins chanting again. Fitzwick begins chanting again in that guttural language. I don't know what languages people speak here. Um, does anyone speak Draconic? Or no draconic? Alright. So, uh, he continues chanting and everything for a bit. 
Uh, you guys can make perception checks if you want for who's ever interested as he's working on this spell, this ritual. Nope. Racine got a non-natural one. Okay. (laughs) I got a 22. Manny would would be like first nervous for Racine until like mesmerized and totally focused (laughs) and like trying to kind of mimic a little bit. All right. Anybody else? Even gonna try. Not even gonna try. I got a fucking 12. I would say this is out of my wheelhouse. Fair enough. And what did you get, Chief? 12. 12? All right. So Manny is the only one who really notices. As he begins chanting and the rest of you are watching the water and everything, Manny, you look at Fitzwick. And as you do so, you notice his eyes seem to take on a glow about them. But not only a glow, they also take this serpent-slitted look to them. And as you watch him even more, there's almost this Despite his diminutive, small, gnomish size, there's almost this larger feeling about him, as if, like, he fills up more of this room than what he really should. Manny instinctuously, like, takes a step back, like, whoa. (laughs) And as the rest of you watch... You see the inky blackness go from dark to gray and misty. And you see the surface of the water begin to spread to almost like a monochrome black and white scene. And you see a foggy void. And Tagoro, this looks almost familiar to you. Back when you were in that place, when you met the the guardian of the veil and you saw your mother it's that same kind of like in the middle of nowhere look but then it begins to shift and you see yourself and you see the scene shift to black silhouetted trees and woods and you see lights in between and you get the sense that you're passing by different souls almost that are in this place of rest and it continues to move the scene continues to move and you move past these trees and and these places and suddenly you become you come to an island that seems to be floating in a dark void a citadel almost a castle and you get the sense that it is lonely and cold and empty here there's no no life at all it's pure dark pure emptiness and as you continue to move through this you pass through these cold marble walls until you come into what looks to be an empty dark cell After a moment, you feel a warmth that 
feels like it shouldn't belong here, but it's trying so hard to fight to stay warm. And as you focus on it, as you all stare into the scrying pool, you begin to see this this faint flicker. And it starts off small, like lighting a match. And then it grows into the flame of a candle. And then it grows into a small lantern light. And then a fireplace. And then a bonfire. And then it takes on this bluish golden glow. And for those of you who've met Io, you recognize this presence as hers. And it's very, very faint again, and it's fighting so hard to stay there and stay like that. But then soon, you see these inky, shadowy tendrils begin to wrap itself around this light, this warmth, and slowly begin to try to dampen it and snuff it out till your vision suddenly goes dark. And then the water just goes clear and still again. And after a moment, Fitzwick lets out a sigh and you see he's covered in sweat from concentrating and focusing on it. And when you guys look up outside, it looks like it's past noon now. What was that? Do you know where she is? That... That is the Veil of the Raven Queen. Her citadel. Her lonely citadel. It would appear Io is being held there. Can we get to it? We'll just go to the Raven Queen Citadel. Not by any normal means. Not by any way I know of. Not by normal necromatic ways. But we have to. We can't just leave her there. Yeah, we gotta save her. Or she'll get corrupted. Christine kind of shivers and hugs her cloak tighter around her. Because uh, of like, familiar cold images and kind of sniffles. And she shakes her head and she's like, Ayo doesn't deserve to be in such an awful place. No, you're... You're right. You're you're very much right. She needs to get it. She doesn't belong. No, no darks. No, no living thing belongs in a place of a dark spawn. Not, not any of them. My fear is, is so little is known about the Raven Queen and her domain. Besides that, she just keeps souls of the dead there. That. Why she's being held there. I'm not entirely sure. She, I would have expected maybe 
Renithalith or or any of the others, perhaps. But but, well, but her. Well, we need to go. Is there anyone you know that might know how to get there? Ah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. He he takes a moment to compose himself and kind of like wipes the sweat from his brow and he goes over to a, a stack of books and everything and he kind of starts pulling books and tossing them over his shoulder as he's looking through the titles and stuff, like looking through his, his stuff. Crap and Garrus. Ah. <laughs> Shopping at the worst time. I know, right? He's off on his own adventure right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Ha. Huh. Would this help? I pull out the feather. Uh, and this is the feather from the... I got from the, Ra- like, Grim Reaper woman of the Raven Queen. The one who took my mom and crossed her over. She gave me this feather because she likes me. She said I was cute and funny. <laughs> You're always just full of surprises. Would that help? She's also all about like law and order, so if this if I was not supposed to be there, I have a feeling she might help us. Fitzwick drops the book that was in his hand and turns and looks at you, and he's just like I'm sorry, you have a feather from a guardian of the veil? Yeah, I met one. She let me talk to my mom. Okay. Dwarf dude on Raven Council summoned her. She got a little pissy, but then she saw me and she was like, oh. And then I told her my story and then she let me talk to my mom and then she gave me the feather and kind of did this whole like I'll see you again thing maybe but I just figured it was because I was going to you know die at some point okay 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 but did she say to contact her with the feather I can try <laughs> Cassie how do I contact her oh god Adam <laughs> do I get a death note and like write my name in it no, no, this isn't that kind of game. How do I contact her? You know what? You can try to concentrate on it. Uh, I'll fine. let I'll let you do an Arcana check. Oh, well, on it and the beyond. Ooh, that's an eighteen minus one, a seventeen. That's actually not bad. God damn it, dude! You you. <laughs> Dude, you can look at the in the thing. It literally I know, was I an see 18. It. It's awesome. That's so and then awesome. my first one of the night was a twenty, a natural twenty. How do you do this? God loves me. No. <laughs> Io loves me because she's apparently the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, why? All right. So, guys. <clears throat> day do we dimbala? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> so, as you guys watch Tagoro concentrate... So, what is it you do, Tagoro? 
when when you do this? You just pull it out and stare at it really hard. What are you oh, doing? I pull out, uh, stare at it, and then I just whisper into it, like, "Hey, um, I have some friends that I know you don't like to be called, but um, like, someone's doing some shady shit on your end of things, like your people, and I think you should know about it because you seem cool, and maybe you could talk to us." P.S. I hope you're eating well. P.S. P.S. S. I don't know if you eat. P.S. S. What that mouth do? <laughs> what that mouth do, bitch? <laughs> oh my god. Is someone she say likes, blowy? <laughs> she likes what? sweet innocent Tagoro, so Tagoro's being sweet and innocent. Uh-huh. So... As you guys all watch, even Fitzwick's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Um, you wait, you guys all wait for a moment. You can hear like a clock nearby ticking in silence. And then all of a sudden, you hear what sound like crows cawing outside. And then it gets louder and louder all around you. And then the whole room is suddenly filled with, like, a torrent of black feathers. Many would be flipping out. Tagoro, what have you done? I'm just calling the Guardian of the Veil. This is not okay. I thought that's what you wanted. <laughs> uh, Roshin... Roisin, uh, Farron, what are what are you two doing during this uh, frenzy chaos? At this point, Farron would be surprised. He's just dead inside. <laughs> He's just dead inside. Poor guy. <laughs> All right. So as this is happening, Manny's yelling at Tagoro. Fitzwick looks like he's about ready to es- explode. Uh, you see him summon his staff to his hand. And you see, and like energy start crackling around him a moment, and amongst it all, within like this center of feathers, to grow, you hear a very familiar sultry voice just say, "Yay! Well, 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 what have we here, my dear?" And that is where we're gonna call it there. <laughs> As I hear that too, I kind of get an idea. This uh, before we call it, I get an idea. Mm-hmm. I kind of make sure Roshin's behind me. Yeah. No. Oh. It has occurred to me that this might be a problem. Yeah. It hasn't occurred I, to Roshin, but uh. Because she's very, if I remember correctly, from the Guardian, she's very like Law and Order, and I don't know how she's gonna feel about someone who escaped death or is Definitely. dead, but. <laughs> yeah, that thing's stay dead. dead, but he's not. So he's kind of doing the whole like, hey, don't pay attention to her. <laughs> That's fair. Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on our very own website, www.partyadvantagepod.com, where you can find updates for special announcements and events. 
You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter using at Party Advantage for fun posts and episode updates. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back in two weeks for more Aries adventures as the Ram Pack continues their journey. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.